0: Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast, a radio show coming to you on this Sunday, January the 7th, 2024. Man, just saying that makes me feel old as hell. Uh, First episode of of the new year, I believe, because I think Heather and I were on, right? Heather and I were on New Year's Eve, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I am. Anyways, welcome to 2024, everybody hope you're having an amazing start to the year. We are talking fitness trends here for the new year. What I think uh, will play out and happen in uh, 2024. I could be completely wrong, but I've been doing this a long time and there's some some certain things that are going to pop up. And then obviously there's uh, other things that are just tried and true that I don't think will um, ever go away as long as we're still human and we haven't turned into a uh, cyborg Skynet uh, robots fighting Terminators to uh, stay alive, but that's obviously coming to somewhere down the pipe. So that is today's topic. Uh, I should have started this earlier, but I have a lot of shit going on today. Uh, the Vikings-Lions uh, game is actually on right now out uh, in the gym, and I think the Vikings are already down by 14, so I'm going to try to wrap this up quick, head home during halftime, and hopefully... The good old Vikes can turn things around, but I've been a fan long enough. I know how this plays out. Anyways, real quick, just a couple housekeeping things. One, uh, our 47-day transformation is kicking off tomorrow, January the 8th, which is the Monday. You guys will have a couple of days into the week if you want to jump in, but we do start the official day on Monday. Again, it's our flagship transformation program it's much more than fitness and nutrition. We go in-depth on everything in terms of habits to get you to really break through and make a change if things have been holding you back, whether it's uh, you know things like binge eating or you're just not getting enough movement in, you're lacking mobility, uh, maybe you have a barrier um, with work-life balance, you name it, we tackle everything all-encompassing in one inside that program. The link is in the show notes. It's 47daytransformation.com. You can go to the site. It's going to be live inside the app. You get full access to everything inside that program. I think there's like a hundred and like hundred and ten videos just in that program uh, alone. There's a huge uh, exclusives piece to it as well. A lot of hard copy stuff you guys can take with you and uh, start rocking and rolling. So that, my friends, is what we have going on in terms of the app stuff. Obviously, you guys can always jump in the app, get my weekly workouts and all the stuff but we keep sharing and moving, but in terms of what we have going on digitally, that is rocking and rolling. So I'd urge you if you're looking to make a change in 2024, this would be the program for you. I'm very proud of it. Uh, you won't be disappointed by, by what you get for what you pay. And you can ask me any question inside to answer every single question every step of the way. There's not a lot of other fitness people doing that, especially the ones who have uh, a big enough audience at scale and a lot of people on their platforms. Most of them just hire somebody out for a couple bucks a month to answer questions. And a lot of them don't even answer questions at all. They just you're kind of like a, a you know, a ghost in the abyss. That's not how I do things. I answer every question. It's just it's a it's a gift and a curse. It's a fucking sickness that I have, but I'm trying to help you guys as best I can. So 47day transformation.com, jump on in and we'll be rocking and rolling together. Also, just quick notes. Um, about our friends at uh, Just Meats. Again, we've talked about this a couple times in the pod here and on our Instagram stories if you guys are watching. Uh, this is the the meals we've been eating for probably the last three months at our house in terms of the proteins. The beef, the chicken, the pork is what we typically go with. We partner with these guys <clears throat> for a couple of reasons. One, it's easy, quick, efficient. The, the fucking food tastes great. And on top of all that, easy, quick, efficient. It's brainless. It's much more variety than I would ever make. And I'm used to, especially with uh, the time commitments that I have and, and with business and life and just everything that Heather and I have going on. It's locally sourced from ranches in Utah. These are family farms. That's where the production facility is at as well. It's Sage Valley Ranch. It's family operated. It's been around for 175 years, which is a very, very long time. They take great pride in what they do. They promise uh, a grass-fed, 100% natural meat from their animals. These are quality proteins. It's fresh, it's tender, it's rich in flavor. They don't fuck around with artificial colors or flavors, and that is why we partner with them. Right now, in the show notes, you can get 50% off your first subscription. That's half price. So you can get a ton of high-quality meat for half price. Uh, That'll go until, I think, January 15th. So again, this is a smoking deal. It's not going to last forever. After that, I think every time you guys use the code, we'll get you 15 bucks off, which is going to save you, you know, obviously a couple of dollars. But the nice thing is, is that it's, to me, it's cheaper than the shit I would buy at Whole Foods. And I think it tastes better. And it comes right to my front door. Uh, even when it's frozen, I can just pop it in, uh, heat it up, and it's good to go. The marinades come separate. Again, the the Texan, Tex, I can't even say that recently. I, we did a video the other night, and I said Texan like 87 times. The Texas brisket. Is my favorite, uh, hands down. I could eat brisket every day now. Obviously, it, I don't have the time to make it myself, it's outside my skill set, but that's probably my favorite of their offerings. The, the pork is great too. I, I'm not a huge chicken fan, but I do like their chicken because when I make it, it's just plain, it's like you know, some basic, you know, everything seasoning or some Lowry's and salt and pepper. I grill it and I'm good to go, and it's like I choke it down, but I don't love it. But their chicken. Um, especially some of the the pollo asado stuff like really good their carne asada is great Um, all the hawaiian cuts they do of pork amazing so anyways if you guys want to save 50 percent off uh, the links in my show notes um, from there you'll save a couple bucks always with us and again we've been eating that for a couple of months and heather's even pickier than myself so if she loves it and i love it i think you guys will as well again the, the key is quality ingredients that's what i like they don't fuck around and add a bunch of crap to it to make it taste a certain kind of way And real quick, before we kick off, we're talking about my friends at AG1, the one supplement I take every single day and I never miss. And it's been about six years now. Obviously, you guys know taking care of your health is not easy. It's not simple, but it should be. Um, You should make it easier on yourself. And that's why, again, for the last probably almost six or seven years, I've been taking AG1 every single day a simple scoop, or usually what I do is I get a travel pack. I'll put it in a little shaker bottle. I'll shake it up and I'll slam it again. I'm not going to take 15 different pills. Most of you guys don't want to either. So I'm getting all my micronutrients, obviously the vitamins and minerals, prebiotics, probiotics, the digestive enzymes, all in one simple, easy place. So if you guys want to check it out, we'll give you a supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. But if you're somebody who just wants to try it for free, 100% on me, shoot us an email, uh, shoot us a message on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. DM us. Your mailing address we will mail you a pack right to your front door. Nobody else is doing that. I'm happy to do it to help you guys out again. It's the one thing I do take every single day. It's an easy health hack. It's something you can make part of your morning or your afternoon or nightly rituals. Again, it covers the gaps in what you're not doing. You still got to eat real food, obviously, but this does kind of Cover the bases of of what you're missing. Think of it as like a foundational, you know, nutritional supplement. Not just, uh, it's not just a multiv- multivitamin. It's not just a, a a prebiotic. It's not just a probiotic. It's not just enzymes. It's all the things wrapped up into one. It's like you eating the antioxidant equivalent of like 10 to 12 servings of fruits and vegetables. Tough to beat. So if you guys want to check it out, link is in the show notes. Otherwise, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott will get you a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. But if you do just want a free sample, 100% for free, reach out to me. I'll get it to you ASAP. All the other sponsors we have are going to be in the show notes here, our friends at JLab Pro, where we get our protein, turmeric, collagen, and krill oils, our friends at Dry Farms Wines, as well as our homies at Sleeve Sold Separately, where I get my joggers, my pants, my hoodies, And a lot of the gear you guys see me wearing all of the time. It's always a mouthful. But here we are. So again, this day is kind of dragging along here. Uh, It's raining out. It's cold here. Heather's up in Sedona in the snow. I'm sure getting about 8 million pictures and videos with our 11-week-old puppy. So there's that. And uh, I'm here doing the Lord's work uh, with all of you guys. So we're talking fitness trends of the new year, of 2024, what I think is coming, uh, some things I'd suggest for you guys, and maybe some things you want to uh, look at, think about, invest into, or just um, at least have in your mind uh, if it's something you want to f- you know, make part of your routine or not. Uh, I did see this post real quick on, uh, on Instagram the other day. And it was, um, is it Doth at the Doth is the name, I believe. And the the phrase was, and I quote, I just want to be rich enough to where I never have to see or be seen in public again. I just want to be rich enough to where I never have to be seen in public again. It's like the Ron Swanson, you know, it's the American dream. Um, Be so rich, you can just do your own thing. Uh, I joke when I say that. I'm very thankful for our community and the people and everybody But you guys have all been there where it's just one of those weeks or one of those days where it seems like everybody just, everything is running behind. Uh, Everything is super busy and everybody is just trying to vampire suck your time. And uh, I guess that's that's a gift and it's a curse too if you're the person that people come to. And uh, they they dump their problems on, and and they're always looking to you for guidance and and reassurance, which is I guess it's a good place to be in. But we all got our own shit. We're all busy. We all got things going on. And sometimes it would be nice to be so rich that I don't have to go out in public uh, ever again. And I I joke when I say that, but 10% of me think, like, that would be pretty awesome, too. Um, I think to have a nice, you know, Ron Swanson cabin in the woods— away from a lot of the shit at times sounds ideal. I do like the convenience of this, the city and the access and the people that I do like and all the things you can have. But, man, the uh, the other option sometimes does sound appealing. I think some of you guys probably feel that, too, depending on where you live. If you live in a major city or you live in a medium-sized town or a small town, like you think about the people who live like out in a rural area, They have such little interaction with, you know, a lot of the bullshit and uh in government and different things. And obviously in your city like Manhattan or LA, you you get much more of it. There's a twenty million people in in LA County alone, there's you know, only nine million people in the state of Arizona. And like if you want to go down to, you know, South Dakota or my you know, Wyoming or Montana, like it gets less and less and less. And there's something to be said about that. And I'm not downplaying cities and obviously I live in Scottsdale it's busy it's nice it's clean I got access to you know health care and all these great things around but sometimes when you're having a real busy week and uh there's a lot of people chirping at you uh asking for things wanting things it'd be nice to just go to your secluded you know super nice luxury obviously cabin away from the world but that's what we're working towards each and every day I digress. That has nothing to do with today's episode. That's just me on my soapbox for uh, two minutes. So we're talking top fitness trends of 2024 for everybody. I'm going to try to make these quick and not uh, waste a lot of time and rehash over a bunch of things that uh, you guys already know. But if you ask me what do I think will trend this year and where do I see things in space going? One, longevity, training, training uh, longevity modalities in general. And what I mean by that is things that help you stay in the game longer, move better, feel better, uh, be in less pain, uh, non-contact injuries, those types of things, uh, more focus on recovery, more focus on mobility training, understanding the importance of, of sleep, um, and people optimizing the things that uh, are important for their goals and for their life. And I would also say, I think the trend will be more people will set boundaries around technology because they have a desire for less screen time. Now, make no mistake, I'm not saying in fitness and in life, people will have less screen time. I think the the trend will be people will desire less screen time, but they're so addicted, it's hard for them to set boundaries. But I do believe people will start to set them as you realize how spending an enormous amount of time on screens really just is not good for you um, mentally, uh, emotionally, and I do think that obviously connects uh, physically as well. So I do think that's how things will go. And you if you use... Here's my take on in fitness in terms of screen time. It's a great tool. You get to learn a lot. You get to interact with people. Obviously, we have an app. People use it. You're on a screen. I think it's fine. If you're watching a follow along, that's great. If you're using the app for exercise demonstration or written direction or a combination of both, I think that's great. If you're using it for a timer, that's awesome too. But if you're not, if you're like me and you don't, need the phone uh, for your training because you're the one who created it and you just put it on a whiteboard or a piece of paper or it's just in your brain because you're on a play or flow or discovery day. Your phone shouldn't be uh, in the gym with you. I don't think you need it. You know, if you're sharing stuff on social like I do, cool. Typically, I do that. I'll snap a couple photos. I'll take it. But then what I always try to do is put the phone back here in the office and not have it with me. Obviously, when I'm training, I don't want to see texts. I don't want to do phone calls. I don't want to see emails. Things will go wrong and it'll pop up and it kind of fucks up, you know, the flow of what I'm doing. So I try not to have those things around. I think that will be a trend of people. They'll desire doing that and they'll prom they'll promise themselves they'll do it. And maybe they'll even make it a resolution, but I don't know if people will be able to set the boundaries, but I know the desire is there. So when I say it, well, Jeremy, I still see people on their phones every day. I know, but I, I do believe the more education comes from this and the older you get I think it becomes easier. I'll say this too on the phone thing. And this is kind of off topic, but when you go places you don't always need your phone. You don't need it in the grocery store, you know, unless you're using it to pay or you're using it for a list. You don't need it there. You don't need it when you're in, you know, UPS, you don't need it when you're in the dentist office, you don't need it when you go to your eye doctor. You don't need it when you and your wife are having dinner. You don't need it when you're watching a movie. You don't need it when you're outside playing with your kids or your dog. I am get it. You want to snap videos and photos, respect. But a lot of the times, you don't need it around. I think one of the biggest problems and one of the most unhealthiest things is when people sit and like they watch TV or a movie and the phone is within arm's reach. And as soon as they get bored, there's a commercial or something's around. They grab the phone and they're glued to it. And all of a sudden, then 16 minutes went by and they missed The show, or they missed the conversation with their wife, or they missed the thing that maybe their kid did. So I do think it's healthier to set the boundaries and have less screen time. My hope is that people don't just desire it, but they actually put the pieces into play and they do that and say, hey, I don't need my phone for this. I'm not a fucking cyborg yet. You know, I don't need to be glued to technology. I mean, you're you already are, I guess, but it's like you don't need to be tethered to it. You know, it's like this. It's like it's a cord that's attached to you, and it's just dragging with you all the time. Now, when I talk about sleep um, and optimization, it's just I do think people will start to understand, like, hey, if my sleep is poor, my recovery is poor, and over time I'll feel worse, and my training output and performance won't be as great either. So, I do think people are starting to really come around and understand, hey. I probably have to do some of these things to sleep better, whether that's you know blackout shades, if that's an eye mask, if it's um, taking a, a, a certain handful of supplements or a supplement to sleep. Again, I can go over my whole sleep routine with you guys if you want, from a magnesium you know, glycinate to glycine powder and, and all the way down the list of what I've been doing that I've been finding helpful for sure. Because, again, when you're 22, um, you probably just pass out and you go to sleep. As you get older – sometimes your brain turns on or whatever the fuck it is, or you're just, you're just old. And um, you don't sleep as much or as well or as often. And some people do and some people don't. Um, and, I, and I've and i obviously suffered through the times where my sleep was not optimal. And so it's nice to be able to to find a routine and understand the importance of that. And I do think people will gravitate towards that in the new year. The same thing when I say longevity training, it's things that make you move better and feel better. And I'll touch on the strength work and and those things in a second, but just understanding if you're going to train, pick up heavy shit, move weight around, uh, push yourself beyond, you know, uh, 70% of what your max threshold would be, you're going to have to spend some time recovering, Um, whether that be, again, I'm not a cold plunge fan. You can miss me with that shit all day. I know people love it. That's cool. If it's cold therapy, if it's heat therapy, if it's sauna, if it's if it's compression, if it's massage, if it's trigger point, um, if it's chiropractic, SMR, you name it, all the foam rolling, anything to get to the tissue to articulate, the fascial training, I think there's gonna be a bigger focus on that for sure. That's what I mean when I say mobility, recovery, and longevity training. And I do think people are going to start to really have a mobility practice. You can do our microdosing mobility inside the app. It's five minutes a day, every day for 32 days. You will feel better when it's done. If nothing else, you have to have a minimum effective dose you're willing to commit to to be successful. Because if you're gonna train hard, you have to really kind of prime the body for movement. And if you're gonna strength train, your body's gonna be tight. And as you get older and you sit more and you move less and you train, those fascial chains, anterior posterior lateral they're going to get tight things are going to get bound up and you're going to be sore and things are going to crack and snap and pop in in ways that they probably didn't before so you have to keep that tissue loose you have to hydrate it you have to keep it moving and you have to give a shit about it you got to spend five to ten minutes you know pre post intra workout doing it 365 you just you really do otherwise you're going to get hurt and things are going to feel stiff and tight and sore and not in a good way So I do believe people will put a a greater focus on that. Also, when I talk about optimizing, you know, it's with things like, like AG1, I think it's important um, to get all your micronutrients in to understand, hey, what, you know, kind of food am I eating? What kind of water am I drinking? But also outside of that, what other therapeutics, you know, can I use? I I do think the things like the peptides should be available to everybody. Um, It's kind of fucked with what the FDA is doing and and kind of trying to pull a lot of these peptides off the market, if you guys are not familiar. Um, I'm not gonna go super deep down the the, the peptide rabbit hole, but when I'm talking peptides, it's just these amino acids that they have basically pulled out, like things like BPC-157. It's a peptide therapy. All it really does, like these are injections that you give into your body. If you have a a doctor um, that knows anything, they're gonna be familiar with this. It just promotes things like wound healing, speeds up your tissue regeneration, increases blood flow, helps with joint pain, reduces inflammation. Um, it can help with immune function. And honestly, outside of that, like a lot of those, the specifically if we're talking peptides like the BPC-157, this helps repair things like your intestinal lining and enhances your gut microbiome, promotes greater balance between, you know, your kind of gastrointestinal tract and your body. So again, I'm a fan of the peptides for sure. I just know they have, you know, been available, not been available. There's a million different types. I'm just throwing that one out there for the fact of the BPC-157 is for recovery. And I know for a lot of people who have had injuries, um, it can help accelerate, you know, healing your wounds and getting rid of overall inflammation in your body. And obviously the nice benefit is it it can help with digestion and gut health, yet these guys don't want to approve it. Um, Even though there's really no major adverse side effects I've ever heard about, seen other than maybe pain, you know, at the injection site or something. But these are natural things that you can give the body to help it feel better, repair, uh, and build itself back up after training. Especially if you are an athlete or you're somebody who wants to continue to be one. Um, It just kind of fucked up that some of those things are being, you know, I guess kind of outlawed or banned in lieu of all of the other, again, I'm not against pharmaceuticals at all, like certain drugs help certain people. I'm a fan of antibiotics. Obviously, they do work and I go down the list. But hopefully, um, they get around that because I do think a lot of the peptide therapies and the things like stem cells can be very helpful for people in terms of joint pain, inflammation, just helping you again, age more gracefully and stay active and fit and healthy and strong, you know, for as long as humanly possible. On top of that, I do think smart strength work is going to be important. And when I say that, I mean like functional strong. Like what can I do with this strength that I have? Uh, my fitness doesn't just die in the gym. It's not just show muscles. They're, you know, actually go muscles. And again, I'm not knocking the bodybuilding style training. I love a lot of the bodybuilding protocols. I still use a ton of them. We use a ton of them in our functional groups here. There, a lot of it's tried and true. If you want to look a certain way, there's a lot of pieces from that body bodybuilding body bodybuilding style training that does make you look a certain way. Um, in terms of if you're if it's very you know uh, body part specific or split focus work where you are focusing on hypertrophy, yeah, I I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. But It's evolving beyond that. So you're taking the best pieces of that and evolving it into something that's just more than vanity driven. Um, You're making the muscles be fluid and you're having your muscles actually take you places and they're going to allow you not just to look, you know, good, but allow you the freedom of movement and the freedom of flexibility So, for example, not just doing, you know, and I'm not against, if you want to do back squats, that's fine. But I think most of you, it's probably not the best for you. Um, You can get a lot done without loading your spine in that way, especially if you're older. And if you're somebody who's, like, approaching 40 or over 40, I don't really think you have to do one rep maxes anymore, guys. Just, again, I'm not saying you can't, but you can run around your house with scissors Would you though? You know, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And if you want to do it, that's cool. But if you're an older person doing your one rep max, at some point, I think something bad is going to probably happen or something might come unattached that's attached. So if you're lifting heavy, I don't think you guys got to go lower than five reps If you're really seasoned and like that's your thing and you love it and you still have some goals in terms of strength that are really out there, I guess you could go down to maybe like three reps. But for most of you guys, I think five reps is, is low enough in terms of training. You can get plenty strong if that's the lower rep range you're focusing on. But more important than that, like if it was like back squatting, you could do so many other variations, you guys. You could do you know, like the hip loaded, like kind of pit shark, um, kettlebell. You know, squats loaded from the the bottom on boxes. Obviously, you can do split squats a million different ways. Bulgarian split squats, obviously, rough. You can do the slide board reverse lunges. You can do the plate deficit reverse lunges as they're loaded. You can do the forward walking lunges. You can go lateral lunges. So now we're stronger in multiple planes. You guys could do sled pushes and pulls. Um, obviously, the things like the 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 knee over toe split squat like the ATG style shit like all of those things are going to make you strong and if you do them in a way where there is a focus on hypertrophy you'll look a certain way too but the nice thing is you can start to be easier on your joints so like the smart strength work where you're kind of hopefully bulletproofing your joints you're keeping the tissue you know lubricated and and fluid and hydrated And you're moving the body dynamically, and it's not just, you know, only four sets of of 10 of this loading, you know, changing foot patterns, allowing you to be able to, if you wanted to, go ride a bike for a couple hours, or go hike a mountain, or if you had a run for five straight minutes, you could do it. Um, That's what I mean by smart strength, or, you know, you're not just doing bicep curls, you actually can pick up some dumbbells with a decent amount of load, and you can do some farmer's carries or overhead carries. You can get up on and off the ground, you know, without using your hands. These things are all part of kind of the smart strength work. So I do think people need to pick up weights. Um, You do have to put load on the body, but a lot of you guys can get a lot done with just slowing down body weight movements or taking lighter loads through full ranges of motion, stretching the tissue. Obviously, if you can get enough stress on the tissue as it's stretching, it's gonna elicit a change. And again, I'm not saying you can't pick up insanely heavy dumbbells, but I don't really do things anymore that I can't do at least five times would be the minimum. I don't do anything where it's like, I don't know if I can do that five times. If I have to think about it, I don't think I should be doing it. Cause it's, what's the point, right? Like why would I have to deadlift 500 pounds three times? Is there ever a scenario where I'm going to have to do that? And if there is, maybe I'll get some shot of adrenaline and I could actually do it, but I'm trying to save, you know, I want to keep all my muscles attached where they're attached to for one, but two, you're trying to save your spine. You know, you're trying to save your hips, you're trying to save your knees, your ankles, your wrists. You're going to work them. You're going to use them your whole life, um, but just be kind to them because there are a lot of things like you pay the price for it at some point. You know, it's like, it's amazing we get to do these things with our bodies and, and build them up and they can look and move and feel a certain way and it's a gift that they even fucking work. Lord do I know because I've had some things go wrong where it's like, it's just one little thing goes wrong and it just hinders your whole fucking life and it, and it, it sucks, man. And that's part of aging and it's, it's part of life and it just happens. But if you can eliminate a lot of that stuff by, by being mobile, by keeping the tissue fresh and not doing insanely stupid stuff and doing smart strength work, I think that's where things are headed because nobody wants to be hurt. Nobody wants to, to live in, in chronic pain. And that doesn't mean you're not training hard. It doesn't mean, you know, you're not going to have tough sessions where uh, things will be, you know, sore or tight or stiff the next day. That's just, that's part of training. You know, you get micro tears and things will grow back and they'll heal. and, But you live to train another day. And so just smart strength work. Doing things that are easy on the joints, tougher on the tissue really being smart about your training and the rest and recovery and knowing you don't got to beat the shit out of yourself every single day. And if you don't feel good doing, you know, barbell deadlifts, don't do them. There's a bunch of other exercises you guys can do for your glutes and your hamstrings. If you don't like doing, you know, I don't know, barbell back squats because it makes your back hurt or it makes your hips feel a certain way or you have shit ankle mobility and you there's. 50 other squats you guys can do to alleviate that. And a lot of times load is not, again, I talk about this a lot in here, load's not the only variable. So at some point, especially if you get older, if you're over 40, you're probably not hitting squat PRs or deadlift PRs or bench press PRs. You might be, but if that's not your focus and you're not a power lifter and you're not training in competitions, what does it matter? You know, if you can elicit the way that you want to look and move and feel by doing lighter loads and making them go a longer way. I think that's the safer bet for everybody. Cause again, the, the key here is longevity. You want to be able to train as long as you can, as hard as you can, as smartly as you can without having these catastrophic injuries you could avoid. That's what smart strength work is. And I think that's where the, the fitness overall is going in, uh, in 2024. Obviously, there's people out there who still do dumb stuff. And if you're a young guy, uh, you're probably going to do dumber things because that's what I did. And that's what younger guys do. And as you get older, hopefully you get smarter. And I do think that's the way overall. We just know way more now than we did 50 years ago. So I do think that's the trend in terms of strength work in fitness for the average consumer. Also, I do think there's going to be a bigger need for community or there's going to be more. More community focus uh, for a lot of people, just because of what has happened over the past, you know, couple of years. You know, uh, pandemic shit. Um, everybody's locked up, so I do think there's going to be more community training in gyms. I do think the gyms will continue to have people flood in there. I do think you'll have the community groups in those gyms. I think that's going to be a focus. People like to be around um, other like-minded people. There's just a certain energy that that comes with that. Uh, We see it here with our groups, you you know, there's much more that happens that that's not just fitness. There's a a social component, there's a mental component, and there's an energy that comes from other people, not even in terms of of competition, just showing up and having a a team atmosphere and and a camaraderie that's, that's going to continue. And that'll go, I think, even deeper in 2024, because people didn't have it for years, people slowly trickle back into it. And now you're understanding like, man, I spend a lot of time working at home or just staring at a screen or being by myself. And if you're a complete introvert and you don't like people at all, no respect, then that's what you'll do. But most people are not that. Most people like at least a little bit of interaction with people. And if it is your gym community and you got a bunch of you know like-minded people in terms of fitness, want to move better, feel better, or maybe you train with some savages, I think that's where things will go. I think people will continue to invest in coaches that are good, both in person and online. I think people will invest in the communities. They will invest into being part of something that holds them accountable. Obviously, I think the home stuff and the digital stuff is still going to crush. I think the apps will be fine. I think the programs that come on there will be fine. I don't know where it goes after that with the technology um, with the AI stuff and what that looks like and how that is and with people wearing fucking headsets and being, you know, with wearable shit, which I'll talk about in a second, you know, if it turns into like Ready Player One where you put on a suit and you're watching people. And <sighs> I don't know, man, it's a, it's a weird time. I'm pretty sure every generation has probably thought that of, of what they were living through, but this is different. And I know everybody says that, but this is. I think uh, you know just as like the internet became a thing as AI becomes a thing and I don't even I don't know what it will look like I don't think any of us really do but it's going to change things in a way that none of us is even ready to comprehend or familiar with and so when that happens I don't know what the digital space looks like it'll be interesting for sure and at the end of the day people buy people so if you like a robot, you know, better than me, then obviously you're going to work with the robot. And if the robot looks like a person, talks like a person, acts like a person, and it's real in the digital space and it's there for you all the time, I guess maybe that's what what people would go with. Who knows? Um, I'm old school. Um, I like real people. So I'll always do it as long as there is a demand for it. I think that's what we do, people by people. Um, we, We like the people we work with and we want to like the people we work with. So that'll stay. But I do think there's always gonna be a a need to connect with humans in person, at least for people in my generation. And I think that need's gonna become greater and greater and greater the more we get ingrained into AI and tech and screens and you're just glued to them. There's just something about the human experience um, that I've never been able to feel or seen be replaced with technology. And I just think it feels better, man. Um, Sometimes when you're having a shit day, just being around real things makes me feel better. Like if I'm having a shit day and maybe I come home, I'm just sitting in my backyard, you know, out there doing some grounding, you know, sitting cross-legged like I'm a yogi, getting my feet and hands in the grass, listening to – a lot of times I'll put on spa music. If you ever guys ever want to – you ever want to really chill the fuck out, whether you guys are into, um, you know, whatever you're into, if you just – you can just go relax, um, you know – You're in the sun, whether you guys are into doing, you know, edibles, THC or shrooms or ayahuasca or whatever, you know, if you want to go on a fucking trip. Um, But even if you just want to be normal, like I don't go home and do drugs. I just go home and I'm normal. I go, but a lot of people do. A lot of people I know do indulge in these things, so I'm throwing it out there. Um, I'll just go home and I'm like, man, today sucked. And I'll sit there, you know, cross-legged in the grass chilling and my dog will come out, both of them, and I'll play with them. And I'm like, oh, man, this this is a real live thing. I don't, I don't need my phone on me. I can Sometimes I just listen, you know, but sometimes I'll put the spa music in. My AirPods are in. My phone is still in the house and it's just calming. It's relaxing. Heather can come out. I can see her. Maybe I take the headphones out completely and I just have a normal human conversation to sit and relax and chill. That's going to be needed. I promise you that. I think there'll be places, honestly, maybe, maybe there already is, where people will just pay to go be quiet. They'll just pay. So I go sit in a room and just be in silence, away from all technology, all screens, and and everything. I think that'll happen too, which ties me to the next one. And that's why I mentioned just being outside, even at my house. And, and again, I'm, I'm a fan of grounding. If you guys, I'm not going to go into to great detail. And you be like, you sound crazy, Jeremy. I don't, man. Like, I'm a fan of a lot of all of the hardcore science-based things. And then I'm a fan of, of nature too. Because I do think there is healing aspects of being in the mountains. I do think there's healing aspects of being in the desert. Like there's healing aspects of being in the ocean. I truly believe that. I just, it, Maybe it's just how I feel when I'm in these places, but I do think there is something therapeutic about it. So I do, for me, going even into my backyard, because we have a ton of real grass and trees and plants, just being out there and just having the sun hit me, getting vitamin D just into my body, listening to my Spa music on Spotify, they have some great playlists as well. Super relaxing. If you guys do struggle with sleep or taking a nap, I do think that is helpful as well. Or just to chill the fuck out um, and just kind of disconnect and you just want to hear something that's calming. Uh, that's what I do. So I do think being outside, I try to push a sled outside every day. Today, the weather sucks. I try to ruck every, every day outside. If it doesn't stop raining here, I'm going to have to ruck inside, which really blows. Um, but again, if you're in a place where the, the weather doesn't permit, you got to do what you got to do. Sorry, everybody in the Midwest. Um I feel for you guys. I really do this time of year. I love it there in July, but man, it sucks in the fucking winter time. because it sucks here today. It's 48 degrees and it's half raining, half maybe the sun is going to come out. Anyways, my point is being outside. Um, I do think people are going to take their fitness outside in 2024 even more, especially when weather permits, because we do spend so much time sitting in a chair, stuck on a screen, on our phone, on our computer, on the TV. It's just too much, man. We're not meant to do that as humans. We spend this disproportionate amount of time just sitting, watching this shit. People are afraid to be bored. People are afraid to just sit in silence. They're afraid to just go for a walk with no headphones and nothing and no technology. And if you haven't done that in a while, it feels fucking good, man, just to leave your phone, leave your iPad, leave your AirPods, leave everything behind, and just go outside, whether it's with you by yourself or with your husband or wife or with your dog or whatever, your kids, and just walk around and just don't look at a screen. Don't check an email. Just be disconnected from it all. It's healthy for you. I think that's where we're going in 2024 for a lot of people, or at least their desire to do that. And having an awareness, hopefully, about how healthy it is. So when you go outside, I'm talking hiking, I'm talking rucking, obviously. If you guys want to use our go ruck stuff, hit me up. I'll send it to you. Um, just going for a walk in general, again, by yourself, or with your dog. Getting sunlight on your body, on your skin, with with a good amount of body exposure. The more time outside, the better. I know we can talk about how oh, the sun can crush you. Most of us don't spend even 30 minutes a day outside with our skin exposed in the sun. I think that's healthy for you. I think you guys can do that. Get to places where you can have some fresh air. I think that's going to be helpful. Again, the grounding stuff we can talk about on different podcasts with other people but I do think if you can connect your body to nature you know without your shoes on you know whether it's with your feet or your hands or go hug a fucking tree you know I do think there's something to be said the energy you get again like I said from the ocean from the desert from just being connected to the earth there's something there guys there really is um again we'll talk about it on a later date I don't got a bunch of time today want to catch this Vikings game. Hopefully they make a comeback. Um, But I do think the trend in the new year is seeing the benefits of nature outside. You know, just really being mindful and just aware of of how amazing it is. Just when you, again, it's like when you see a legit mountain, you're like, wow. You're just like, this is pretty fucking sweet. Or if you go to the Grand Canyon, you're like, damn, this is crazy. Or if you even, every time I'm at the ocean, every time, doesn't matter where it is. I just sit there in the sand. I'm like, man. I could just sit here and listen to this and breathe it in and watch it for the next two hours and I don't have to do anything else. There's something to be said about that. It's there, There's healing things that are there. And I think the more that we're stuck in our cube homes and these offices with the screens and the shitty light, the more we'll have the desire and urge to get out there and just move around, you know? And that is fitness when you're out hiking and rucking or playing with your kids and you're just outside, you know, it's fitness becomes the outcome of the activity, not just the goal of the activity. You just found yourself moving around outside and all of a sudden you walked for an hour and, and 40 minutes. You got, you know, 13,000 steps in and you got in a great workout and you got to see a bunch of cool stuff. And there's a bunch of therapeutic healing things that happened along the way that maybe you did, did, did or didn't notice. Next one, just the food quality. Um, I think people will have a bigger focus on that. Obviously, you can tell by, you know, some of these crazy grocery stores, um, like the Whole Foods or what's the other one, like Erwani or whatever the fuck it is, where people spend 50 bucks on smoothies. That's a legit number. It's like $50 smoothies, which I think is preposterous. But hey, you know, spend your money how you want. I do think there's a there's going to be a bigger shift towards not just the macros. because I think obviously calories and macros and all those things are important in terms of specific goals. If you want to drill down and you want to be in a deficit or a surplus to either, you know, lose uh, fat or, or build muscle or, or wherever you're at on the spectrum. In ter- but beyond that, I do think the focus on food will be more on just the, the quality of the ingredients. If you guys can, you know, if it is like our friends at like uh, Just Meats, like if we're talking grass fed, no artificial colors, no artificial flavors. Uh, minimally processed if you can buy certain things organic i think that's the trend people will go to people are willing to pay if they can again food prices are fucking crazy hopefully they figure it out um just seems dumb to me um it's just so dumb with the money stuff man i just can't for a different podcast i got it. i got p- some finance people coming out we'll talk about it with them but man they have just the inflation man they've just fucked the money And uh, it's tough. I get it. it. It's expensive. But if people can't afford it, they'll buy higher quality food with higher quality ingredients. They'll buy organic if they can. They'll buy grass fed if they can. They'll buy the minimally processed stuff. And they'll buy the stuff that hasn't been, you know, colored and, you know, fucked with to a degree where you can't even taste it or recognize what it used to be. I do think the people who have the means will spend them. And the other people will will try to. And if they can make shifts in their budget, you know, to put better food in their body, to allow them to be healthier, I think people will want to do that. Because, honestly, you got to understand this. Most food in America, like most of the grocery store, not all the items, but a majority of the items you see, I don't know the percentage, I guess I could probably pull it up on Google, are highly processed a majority of the items in the grocery store are highly processed, and they're not good for you. And while the the, the macros of some of those foods might fit in your day, the ingredients are probably not great for you in abundance. And In small doses, sure. But I do believe people are going to start to wake up and understand like, what real food is or what minimally processed food really is and that it's better for you and it's better for optimal health and you'll feel better and move better and the quality of your life will be better with it. And I'm not saying you can't have a beer and eat pizza. I'm all for that stuff. But I do think even with those things, people start to wake up to the ingredients that are in them. So if you look at like, hey, the grocery store, it's like meat, it's fruits, it's vegetables, and they'll have, you know, some plain oats, they'll have some plain rice, you'll have frozen fruits you'll have frozen vegetables but a lot of that stuff dude has just been so highly processed and so i don't know uh manufactured and created to be so highly palatable and highly addictive to you it's what happens people become addicted to it and then they kind of get so far away from eating real food i think the shift will be people are starting to wake up and realize wow a lot of the stuff that I've been eating has been making me sick or not feel optimal. I need to focus not just on what the macros are on the back, if it's high-calorie low-calorie, if it's just a high-quality product, a high-quality company, and high-quality food. I do think, obviously, we're in the Titanic with people because we're the, the unhealthiest you know, and the most overweight we've ever been in the history of time, which is fucking crazy because we have the most coaches and the most technology and the most access to other healthy stuff we've ever had yet. We're lagging in terms of action. But I do think there is going to be a shift of people understanding like, man, I need to look at the ingredients, not just the calories of these foods to see like, are these things helping me or are they hurting me? At least I guess that's my optimistic hope for 2024. And also I think the the things like wearables will continue to thrive. Um, the people who want to track those types of things uh, in terms of you know sleep, rest, recovery, output, uh, heart rate, HRV, things like you know the whoop strap and uh, the Apple watches, the aura rings, if you're probably talking about one of the best ones for sleep. Um, for the folks who want to take a deeper dive, you know like the glucose monitors and those things I do I do think people will will start to track those just to see how the body is doing, you know, when you're eating certain things, when it's uh, under a stress load, when we're getting, you know, more or less sleep. Because again, nobody wants to feel bad. Nobody wants to feel like shit. And if you can alleviate some of those things by just tracking basic metrics, I think that is helpful. I don't think the wearables uh, are going to gonna go anywhere. Um, admittedly, I don't use a lot of them. I just wear a basic step count watch. I think the more I've I've had a whoop strap before, Uh, I've never tried the Aura Ring. Uh, I've done the Polar stuff for a long time, the heart rate stuff. But you become new for me. You get a little like neurotic about it, and you're like, "Well, I didn't have great sleep last night, but I felt like it did." And it's like, "Well, did you or didn't you? Like, was is the tech off, or am I just off?" And then if I read into that, it's like, "Well, I didn't have good sleep, so I guess I can't train hard." But yet you feel good, and so you should train hard. So like, are you going by how you feel and what you think, or are you going by the monitor? And that's kind of a where you get into a, a weird gray area for uh, for a lot of people. But I do think uh, the wearables and the tracking is going to be a thing. And the things like MyFitnessPal and stuff, obviously, I do think are, are helpful. And uh, that will continue to move. And if I mention one last thing, like I do think, you know, I don't know where all of the um, semi-glutide stuff goes and where it falls, but... Uh, uh, and to Ozempic, you know, we're talking about everybody. We've talked about it on here with multiple people. Um, I talked about it with BJ on here, um, the last podcast we did. I think that'll continue to be a thing. I think people will continue to pay for semaglutide, and uh, Ozempic is, the, is just a brand. Um, people will continue to use that for fat loss and, and weight loss. And my hope is that if that's the route people are going to go, you're doing it in a smart safe way where you're changing your habits, what you eat, how you train, how you drink alcohol, what kind of drugs you hopefully aren't doing, um, the sleep you get, and you're not just taking this injection to make you, you know, nauseous and make you feel like you don't want to eat, so you're just eating less food over time and you're losing the weight, yet you're not really getting enough quality protein, you're not feeding enough micronutrients into the body you're not really training properly so you're losing fat but you're also losing a ton of muscle and you're losing a ton of connective tissue and you're not performing optimal in the gym and outside of the gym and in life and you're doing it just for vanity reasons my hope is that that's not what people do but if I'm being honest me I think if you're if I had a guess, probably 20% of the people who take it do the right shit. And the other 80% do it just to shed um, the weight. And again, I'm nobody's judgment. Like you do what you think is best, but just know you still need to eat protein. You have to have the building blocks to create muscle. You have to put in a stress on the system to keep that muscle on your body, especially as you age. You do not want to lose muscle, my friends. You don't want to lose connective tissue. You do not want to lose bone density. You, you do not want to lose range of motion and endurance just because you wanted to lose a couple pounds. Now, if you're 400 pounds and you need it as a kickstart, and I guess if nothing else has worked, then maybe that's the way you got to go. Um, obviously, everything has a trade off in life, everything comes at a cost. There's, It's not like any of these drugs. It doesn't matter what it is. Everything has a trade off. Everything, whether it's time, money, uh, side effects, you name it, everything comes at a cost. Every single thing in life, it doesn't matter what it is, and this miracle a drug is uh, is no different. But I do think it'll be a trend that people will continue to use and and jump on all the way through twenty twenty four, and then from there, who knows where where things fall? But I had to touch on it because there's so many people um, we have met and know who who have jumped on it, and uh, and some people do it, I guess, the right way you would do it, and then a lot of people do it uh, the wrong way. And it's just, uh, I don't know. End of the day, no matter what you do, um, whether you took you know 50 different kinds of, of fucking steroids and, and performance-enhancing drugs, or you took every single fat burner in the world and every single injection of everything, you still have to do the work. You really do. At the end of the day, you still have to consistently show up and move your body. You still have to consistently show up and train And push yourself a little bit and you have to do the mobility and you have to take care of yourself in terms of tissue work you have to eat the right food you can't abuse drugs and alcohol you got to get good quality sleep you got to get your steps in you got to drink uh water you know really really simple things those things will never change in 2024 or forever again as long as we're humans if we become again cyborg robots and uh we don't have to eat anymore or go to the bathroom or do whatever then i guess that'll be where we're at but for now That would be my prediction for 2024, for where I see things going and the trends. Uh, Do I see Peloton crushing it? Um, I can't see how, man. Uh, I'm not trying to bash them. Uh, I'm happy for them and what they do. I know BJ is slightly more uh, cynical or negative uh, about what they do. Um, I just don't see how they can keep selling bikes and how they can keep selling subscriptions to send a bike and ride it. I really don't. I don't fucking, I don't get it, man. I really don't. Um, if you guys love it, that's awesome. But if you can get outside, ride your bike, if you really want to challenge, just get an assault bike, cut the time you ride it in half or in like three quarters or like 25% It'd be a way better workout, way more efficient and way cheaper. Um, I just can't see how that, that, it, the whole thing baffles me, I guess during the pandemic, I get it, but I just don't see how like a Peloton type company, like how those guys continue to just people continue to do it. It just seems like it's, it's not, I don't know, just sitting down all day and then going home and sitting down in a workout all day just doesn't seem like the way to go. So if I had a guess, the trend is they will continue to just melt away in 2024 and people will understand that, Hey, I got to get out and move, man. And a lot of this shit I can get out and do outside. And if I got a program I'm doing a couple times a week, and I'm, just, I'm outside moving on top of that, I'm going to be okay. And so hopefully I, people come around to that. Just movement is the trend in 2024. Move your body more through space dynamically. Up, down, all around. Do everything. Hang. Just be like a kid again, but in a safe, uh, in a safe way for your, um, your ability level and wherever you're at. So. That's my take on 2024, you guys, in terms of fitness. uh, Most likely I'll be on here later next week, probably on Friday if possible. I got some people coming on the pipe here later in the month. We'll bring Heather back too because I know you guys love having her on. Again, reminders, 47-Day Transformation, the link is in the show notes. You guys, we start tomorrow, but you can join anytime this week. Everything's loaded up in there. I'll coach you every step of the way. I'll answer every single question. If you want to make a change in 2024, this is the program for you. Get on it, my friends. And again, our friends at uh, Just Meats, links in the show notes will get you guys 50% off your first subscription. That is good until I believe January the 15th. Again, grass fed, no artificial colors or flavors, no bullshit. It's amazing. High quality protein shipped right to your front door. You can freeze it. You can refrigerate it or just cook it up right there. It is. It's what we do at our house. It's what I believe in. And again, you guys don't, you know me. I don't fuck around. I don't partner with a bunch of people. I share stuff here that I like, that I use, uh, and that I would buy on my own. And I try to get you a discount on everything I possibly can. I try to get you the most I can possibly get out of these guys. So 50% off right now. After that, I think it's 15 bucks off forever anytime you guys pop on the site and get it. And if you guys do want a free sample of AG1, obviously hit me up. I'll mail it right to your front door. You can try it if you like it. We'll hook you up with a year's supply of free vitamin D3 and K2, which you should already be taking and five free travel packs with order one. So, again, all those links are in the show notes. You guys, again, reach out to me, ask a question if it's about the app, if it's about the 47 day, if it's about just meets, if it's about Sleeve Sold Separately or AG1 or JLab or anything. I am happy to help. Oh, honestly, I do think right now our friends at JLab Pro uh Scott has 30 percent off everything on the site i believe the code is just ny30 so like for new year's eve 30 i think it is still rolling right now so if you guys are looking for more protein turmeric collagen or curl oils and you want 30 percent off um check the link in the show notes click it put in the code ny30 uh, or reach out to me and i'm happy to share it with you so hopefully the vikings are not getting their ass beat completely right now i gotta set up for tomorrow do that Still get my steps in. At least it's not raining, but it doesn't really look sunny. I've become so soft since I've been here. I just love the sunshine, man. I really do. If you live somewhere where there's not a lot of sun, and you can take it, my hats off to you. Anybody else, if it if it drags you down, and you can get to somewhere where it's sunny most of the year, it just it's healing. It's therapeutic. It puts you in a good mood. I would urge you guys to do it. I think it's important. Um, it's changed my life. And I think it could change yours. Don't move here. Uh, we have too many people, too many people. Um, but you could go to like Texas or Florida. Um, well, California is weird. It's beautiful, but it's fucking weird. Go to those places. Um, it's awesome. You guys won't won't regret it if you're looking to to ever make a move. The warmer, sunnier climates. Just it's you're more apt to, to move around. And those of you who do it in cold, inclement weather, you have my deepest fucking respect. It is tough. It is hard when it's cold when it's wet, when it's cloudy, to get up and push yourself. You guys are doing it in garage gyms when you're freezing. You are a different type of savage, and you are a much better person uh, than I am. And, I, and I'll and i say this for BJ, even though he's not here. You're a much better person than BJ is because that's not what we do. We're out here. Uh, the, the desert is a cheat code. It really is. The sunshine is a cheat code to being fit and healthy and active. If Heather was here, she would echo the same And that's why we're here. So wishing you all uh, an amazing start to 2024. Uh, Thank you guys for all of the support. It means the world to us. Thank you guys for watching on YouTube. We appreciate you guys. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, go ahead and hit subscribe. Um, 2,000 videos on there. They're all free. If you want to be in our newsletter, hit me up. We'll add you guys to that as well. And if you happen to be, um, you know, bored and you got a minute, in the show notes here, uh, drop us a Google review. Five stars. Leave a comment. Would love it. Selfishly, it helps our business a ton. If you're on Apple Podcasts, drop out a five-star, leave a comment. We love seeing them and reading them. It means a lot to us. Same thing for Spotify. You can now leave reviews on Spotify, too, and you can drop five stars on there. On Spotify, you can leave reviews on certain episodes that you like. So there's one that stuck out to you, you can always go back and, and make a comment and, and write it, and we we'll we're happy to publish it and put it on there, and then all the five stars are uh, appreciated. So you guys have an amazing uh, rest of your Sunday or whatever day you happen to listen to this. And, um, I'll check in with you guys next week. If you need something specific, reach out to me, hit me up. Uh, I'm always happy to help you guys. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people and please, you guys keep doing shit. You love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.